Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Very nice, very evil, very famous. Letting you know that you are listening to Smarky Geekhausen's. And uh, if you're not, which would be quite impossible, because you're already listening to this, and that would be quite the conundrum, you'll be cursed. Okay, see you later, and enjoy the show. Even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. Welcome back, my friends. We are the Smarky Geeks. I am Frankie, Dirty De Jesus. Dirty De I You gotta explain that, right? Huh? I will. And I am Pepsi John. And uh, you're listening <laughs> I don't have to explain that to okay. okay. And you're listening to episode 177 of the Smarky Geeks. Uh, Constant information, as always. Uh, you can reach the show at www.thesmarkygeeks.com. Uh, subscribe to us, whatever podcast catch you use. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Actually, Stitcher, that thing's going away. Really? Um, yeah. Spotify, uh, Amazon, whatever. Google Podcasts. And just search the Smarky Geeks or the Smarky Geeks. We'll be the ones that show up. Leave us a five-star melter review. Uh, if your podcast catcher allows you to do so, help spread word of the show. Yo, look how he used to look back. Show, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking I had to finish up. Hold um, on. Yeah. Oh, oh, Sorry, oh, I got distracted. <laughs> I saw something shiny. Uh, subscribe to us on our Twitter feeds at SmarkyGeeks at Frank Jesus at D John Turiano. I'm sorry, I got distracted too. <laughs> uh, subscribe to our Instagram at D Smarky Geeks and follow us on Facebook. Work is usually my face to be um, uh, online when I'm allowed to. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, before we'll, we'll get to it. Um, um, first question. But uh, yeah, go ahead. What's up with Stitcher? It's just going away. They're closing it down. Really? Yeah. Oh, you use Stitcher? No, no, I was curious. We, we've, been, we've been putting our shows on there forever. Yeah. That's why I was curious. Yeah, Stitcher, it's just, it's, they're closing their stuff. And they're probably just moving it to something, some other company. Like, like they probably got folded into, like, Apple Podcasts or, or Amazon or something. Or, right. or Spotify or some shit like that. All right. Um, as for my name, uh, because, you know, I spent some time in jail. Recently. Oh, okay. Yeah, Facebook jail. I'm, I'm 30 days. And I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I had nothing to do with it. We, we all know what you did. I did not do we it. I have nothing the, to do the with that. The timing was perfect, wasn't it? I, I had nothing the to do with it. The timing was fucking And I will get my fucking lawyer. Perfect. I will get my lawyer, and I have nothing to perfect. do with it. I will the get my I will. I will get a lawyer. These are false accusations. But uh, what we're talking about, I was in Facebook jail for a while, so if there was a, if you notice a lag from my, my postings and shit like that. Yeah, it was nice. Um, hilarious. <laughs> uh, you'll see that I wasn't there. Um, John had to post the, the spoiler threads for my shows uh, that I cover, and, um, um, and I couldn't even comment on them. Like it's, it, it's a weird thing. Like, you, like 
like they just give you a window. Like you're outside looking in. You, you can see everything that's happening. It's just torture. You can't respond. You can't do anything. You can't like anything. You can't do anything. You just look what's happening. Even Messenger. Like you, you could get messages. You could see those messages coming in from Messenger. But you can't respond or anything like that. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I've never been banned because I'm a good boy. And uh, so, so that happened. And I couldn't. Sean Litton really stepped up. For, for at least one of them, I think. Dynamite, yeah. Yeah, Dynamite. And, uh, yeah, because I was able to do Collision, right? Yeah. No, you were able to do it, but he didn't, you couldn't do Rampage. Rampage, I couldn't do it, yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, so Sean Linton really uh, stepped up to the plate and covered me for Dynamite, at least. So thank you for that. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into those, that stuff, more stuff later. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think... It's because I was cursing in my comments. Not at people, but I was saying things like, which I don't get. Like, I think you can curse on Facebook, can't you? I think you can. Yeah, because I was like saying, like. Well, somebody probably reported you. You probably could. Somebody probably said something. Yes. I guess it only takes one or some shit. Because I was like, yo, this is fucking awesome. You know that type of shit? Yeah. You know? Now, if you notice my, my comments, when I want to say a curse, when I'm, like, I take out one letter and replace it with something else. Yeah. Like, instead of shit, S-H-I-T, it's S-H, exclamation T. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to get banned again. They fucking cucked me. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, baby. I didn't mean to. Easy that dirty Frankie. Relax. Yeah, I've been in jail. Served time. You didn't, you didn't get the, you didn't get the, um, the teardrop tattoo, though. Well, you know, that comes later. You yeah. Gotta, you got to test me. If they send you back, you'll get it. Once I kill all these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what you commented before, we're watching TNA Homecoming from 2019. Yeah. And Ethan Page. Yeah. He was a little, wasn't, he was a little chubby. He was on the chubs. Yeah. He really got that under control. He really did. Yeah. He's still great. He was, he was still a great athlete even back then. Well, yeah, I mean, like, he's like a fucking football player, you know, like, like, I can see him playing football, you know what I'm saying? With that body. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. But, um... All right, so let's... let's that's enough of the banter. Let's get into some, some sad news. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot, ha a lot happened. I think the easiest way for us to do it, do, to cover everything, has been two weeks. We're going to do it in order. It's just a, yeah, there's a lot of elephants in the room. Right, so we're going <laughs> to cover in order as they happened. Yeah. So as the news came out, that's how we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So the first bit of news dropped on went two Wednesdays ago yeah. with the death of Terry Funk, the GOAT. Yeah. And we kind of started coming. We knew he, had, he was sick. Yeah, with dementia and all that. You know, he had to get a stroke at some point. Yeah. So we knew he was sick. But it still hit us like, oh, God, damn, Terry Funk? Yeah, because he's the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Um... His list of accomplishments are a lot. I'm not going to go through them all because it would take me, well, basically the rest of the show. <laughs> I mean, listen, he is a godfather of what modern wrestling is, you know, um, hardcore wrestling or any type of wrestling. He changed his style all the time, you know, where, yeah. where he was going from the Amarello days all the way through WWF, you know? Right. Um, Chainsaw Charlie. 
He, um, he actually had a, he had a, a brief run as a tag team champion with Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack, yeah. It's amazing. You know, you think he won multiple NWA world titles. It's weird. Like, we view him as, as who he is. He only won one NWA title. Yeah. We always assume he won more. Yeah. Like, he always, feel, always feels like he won more. Because the history and stuff like that. And I'm, time in Japan. Right. And I'm currently, as I said before, I'm currently reading Todd is God. Mm. A lot of that book is is involves Terry Funk. Right. You know, he was very instrumental in the formation of ECW. The Eastern. And he was one of the first big names that Todd Gordon brought in to put ECW on a map. And he was there for a while. Yeah. You know, he basically made a lot of careers. You know, Todd Gordon had said if he Terry if Terry Funk had never been there, he doesn't know if ECW would exist. At least in the form that we knew and loved yeah. it. And I mentioned Charlie, Chainsaw Charlie. Like, you can easily think like that was a WWE thing to change him, you know, when he came in. Um I believe he that was his idea. Because, you know, like he felt like he can't he had to be something different, you know? Right. As he came in to this company. Because Jim Ross wouldn't call him that. Jim Ross called it Terry Funk whenever he talked, whenever, whenever Chainsaw Charlie came in. Because you knew it was fucking Terry Funk. Right. You know? So I, I think that Chainsaw Charlie was his idea because he felt like he had to do something different coming into this company, you know? Um, I don't know about that because I think if it was his idea, Jim Ross would have called him that. Because that's what Terry wanted. Yeah, but then why call him Terry Funk? That's why, that's why I don't think it was his idea. If, if, Terry, if it was Terry Funk's idea to be called Chainsaw Charlie, uh -huh. I think Jim Ross would have called him that that's what Terry wanted. Uh -huh. I, th I feel like it was a WWE thing. Maybe. Only because of that. Yeah. Um, he, was a, he was a king of the death match. Yeah. Uh, if you can't, I posted it when he passed uh, the Kawasaki Dream match. Um, definitely one. It was a one-night tournament in uh, Japan. They had um, Cactus Jack and Terry Funk as, as the main event. Uh, other contenders were like Leatherface and whatnot. Tiger Singh, but um, yeah, uh, one of the greatest death matches ever. The the no rope exploding. It's a long name. <laughs> it's, it's a long rope time bomb exploding mat. Some shit like that. Say that. Say that five times. Let me see if I can quick. find it. Hold up. I wrote about it. And I'll get into that stuff later too. What when I'm writing. Um, I got it right. The no rope barbed wire exploding ring time bomb death match uh, is a it's a classic. Go watch it. Um, and then of course another like uh, moment of his is when he retired, right? From well, the first time he retired, rather, from Japan, um, with the, the famous promo, him just yelling forever, forever, forever. Um, that's a great moment. Um, yeah. Terry Funk, one of the greatest. You know, but again, so. The greatest. You know, we saw that coming. Like, we knew he was sick with dementia. Yeah. 
Thursday, we didn't see coming. No. You know, you texted me Thursday. Uh, right the opposite, really. I... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I guess I just say I finished finish thought. No, because there was talks of him coming back. Right. We, His father came out and said, oh, he's, he's getting ready for a comeback, you know? And we're talking about Wyndham Rotunda, yeah. better known as Bray Wyatt. Yeah. So the story had come out that he had some life-threatening, life-threatening illness, that he had moved past it. Yeah. So it came out Thursday that he had tragically passed away at 36. Yeah. Before, right, before we get into... <clears throat> His impact on wrestling. Let's talk about... I want to talk about what happened first. Yeah. I want to get that out of the way. So the story came out that he passed away. So immediately, everybody assumed the worst. It was drugs, something like that. So uh, I forgot who released it. Somebody released a statement that he passed away from a heart attack. They, I think they got that out there so nobody would start make, thinking, what, thinking the worst. Yeah, I didn't go drugs. I went, you know, I thought he did it. I was scared of that. Everybody thought it was something different. I thought I, I didn't think the suit. I know what you're thinking. It could. I mean, I guess my, my my mind went there for a minute. But he had, he had a heart attack and a massive heart attack. That's all that came out. Then it came out he had a heart attack in his sleep. He he told his wife JoJo that he was going to take a nap. He never woke up. Mm. What had happened was from reports anyway. He had he got COVID in February and COVID caused an heart issue. Yeah. That's the problem he had before. Right. So I mean, he might have had a small problem that wasn't like a, really a problem. It was just there. Mm -hmm. And COVID made it worse. Yeah. And that's why we hadn't seen him in a ring for a real long time. Yeah. And to make this even worse, he was told by his doctor where where a defibrillator on his heart. Yeah. To kind of jumpstart his heart. You know. And he wasn't wearing it. When, he, when they found him, they found that in his car. He never wore it. Yeah. You know, maybe because he didn't want to, maybe that was the end of his career. Like, maybe he had a way, he, I don't know. Well, I mean, you got to assume this dude was being talked about a comeback. He was coming back. I don't think he can come back. With I don't, I don't you know? think he told anybody about it. His father? No, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's trying to make this comeback. He wants to make a comeback. Right. He's not going to make a comeback with Oh, yeah, if he has with heart issues, right. You know? Because, you know, his father had came out and was like, oh, yeah, he's getting ready. He's, he's looking good. He's, he's going to make his coming. And he probably was looking good. But one, those things just happened like that, you know? Yeah. And he was probably healthy. But there's still a ticking time bomb. You know, right. That was inside him and that just went off. Yeah. You know? And he probably, like, like I said, he probably didn't want nobody to know about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he he was he probably knew he was on a you know borrowed time, you know. But yeah, that's but probably why he signed back with WWE, you know. But he was fired. Yeah, he got fired when he was sick. I think he was fired. Weird. I think. You know what I think? They don't fire people when they're sick. I think they knew his career was over, and I and then they, I think they still don't fire people. No, when but sick. no, no. Let me finish. I think the only way he was gonna get better they thought was let him go. Let him go, let him get healthy, and we'll bring him back. Yeah. Because they, I think they knew that he wasn't going to just stop wrestling. Mm -hmm. I mean, I could be wrong about this, but well, it seems like... Yeah, well, he wasn't, because remember, he, he was going to go out in the Indies with the Wyndham Six shit. Right. Nick, six or nine? Six. six. You know, he, that was his plan. He was going to go do indie shows as Wyndham Six or whatever the fuck. 
And that's probably mm-hmm. why they brought him back. Like, you know, you can't wrestle. Yeah. I, I think that the medical team knew, but didn't want, didn't say anything. You know, yeah. you got to keep medical shit private. Yeah. It's just a fucked up story. I mean, it's so sad. It's incredibly sad, yeah. It's just so damn sad. I mean, listen to your damn doctors. You know, then you know, all the all the the outpouring, all the stories about him. You know, WWE did basically SmackDown was a tribute to him. They kept some. They they they, they did story. They did matches, yeah. but nothing really storyline wise. No, it was just get, get to the but next they, thing. But, but they, a couple they, of things they did the because they knew payback was coming. They did a couple of things that yeah, would help payback they, out, but it was nothing crazy. Yeah. You know, there was rumors that Roman Reigns was, was going to show up to. Re- retired the universal title. Yeah. That didn't happen. But didn't he show up at their house? I don't I've know. I read that. I could be, I mean, that's a subsource I don't really know. Right. But I thought I heard that, like, he went to the house of the family and gave them the title. But that was from a sub that, If he like, did, that's know. awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, what, every wrestler has come out and said something, but he yeah. hasn't, which yeah. means he did it privately. Yeah. Like he, blame, he's not ready to talk about it. He wasn't yeah. ready to talk about it. And I don't blame people for not showing up at the tribute. This was out of nowhere. How hard it is to just get tickets to go to the show, you know. Well, I can't I mean, blame people. Some mean, people came out with, you know, like um, Seth Rollins talked about not coming up. Well, say, it's, you, you see the thing that Seth Rollins, the, the little video, the TikTok well, he did? His family. And, and it, like, you know, he, he, he wants to spend a little more time with his wife. Yeah. And um, Liv Morgan's you know, couldn't show up. Not Liv, um, Alexa Bliss, she couldn't show up. It was kind of a last minute it's thing. Er- Sorry. Not not right now, please. Yeah. Inappropriate. Um, uh, yeah, not, um, timing's pretty bad. But Bliss couldn't show up, you know? And you know, one of the names that wasn't there that people were surprised was Bo Dallas. But... You know, I was, at first I was like, oh, Bill Dallas, but I'm like, he just lost his brother. Mm-hmm. He's not ready to be on TV yet. I was like, okay. Yeah, people but, react differently to this. Yeah, to this man. Stuff, you, know? you know, they brought in um, Eric Owen. Yeah, they flew him out. Yeah. You know, as hard as it, one of the people that I thought about, Brody Lee's son. And it's been a th- Brody Lee's son and Eric Owen. Brody Lee's son has spent three years lost his father and his godfather. Yeah. And Eric Rowan lost two of his best friends. Yeah. It's been three fucking years. It's, uh, it's just heartbreaking, dude. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Seth Rollins came out on Raw Monday night with, a, with one of the plates on his title belt with the Fiend on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they distributed to him. You know, we, well, every pay-per-view we watched over the weekend had the Fireflies. And I don't think that's going anywhere for a while. What? The Fireflies... Uh, no, they'll probably be around for a while. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. 36, man. Damn. Um, that said, uh, the tributes, the tribute video, rather, that WWE created was awesome. It really was. It was such short notice. It was very well done. Did, that's one thing they, they've always done well. Like, I thought they were going to do SmackDown, like, when Eddie Guerrero passed away. That's the kind of show I thought it was going to be. You know, I guess they didn't want to go. They, it was too short notice to get people in there to do the videos and everything. Yeah. You know, even though you know they they ended up regret doing it, the Chris Benoit was the same way when he died. Yeah. Before all the stories came out, before the truth came out about that, 
Yeah, I was expecting something like that or something like the Bird tribute show or something like that. Not that it's necessary or that they were supposed to do that. Right. But I was, that's what I thought. But, but they was, did enough yeah. that made it worth it. That, you know, that they did, enough, they did it the right way. Yeah, they also did a Terry Funk video. It was a tribute for both of them. Right. Um, uh, they did a Terry Funk video as well, which was also really good. And um, it, they did a, they didn't not do a Bray Wyatt match, tribute match? No. They did a tribute match with Terry Funk. Which was, maybe maybe that wasn't the place to do it. I mean, listen, WWE is not the place to do it. Like, today's WWE is just not the place to do it. And actually, if you think about it, they could have made the the um, the tag match a payback, a Terry Funk tribute match. That would have fit better. Yeah, because fucking uh, Kevin Owens did his own thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm willing to do a tribute. Um, but yeah, basically that was their... That was on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's tribute. Yeah, to, yeah. To the guy. It's very fun. Definitely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it's sad. Yeah. Um, are we moving on? Oh, uh, yeah, it's moving on. Um, before we move on, I'd like to, I, 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 if you've been following the Facebook page, you know about it already, but I've been doing some writing recently. I started a sub stack, which is just a place for you to write and put you know, whatever columns or articles you want to write. Um, and it's Frankie's Fight Folio. I like alliteration. Obviously. And, uh, yeah, so I, I got a few things. I got, a, uh, and they're just some little write-ups about wrestlers and maybe events since that happened in throughout history. The first one was about Manami Toyota. Um, the next two were kind of out of nowhere, so those were probably not as good. Uh, but there are about Terry Funk and Wyndham uh, Rotunda. Um, yeah, so if you can, go check them out and uh, judge me for them and tell me what I'm doing wrong. But, uh, but yeah, there's just little writings I'm putting out there now. Um, little self-plug. Adding material to it. Are they, yeah. they going to be on the webpage eventually? As, yeah, eventually I'll put them on the webpage. Um, I just got to figure out how. Because I put pictures in this thing. You want to see how it works with the because our website is basically blogger. I'm thinking about just moving our website to Substack and just let that be our website and just move the domain over to that. Mm, that might be a little too complicated. No, I think it's easy. No, 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 no. In terms of telling people about the website. No, because the website will be the same. Oh, okay. The only thing that's going to change is the way it looks. Oh, okay. You know what I was talking about the name? Like, you know, no, you the got... name will be the same. Okay. Because yeah, I'm moving the domain over. That's all. Got it. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, that was my little tangent self uh, plug intro. Um, what we got next? Let's talk about. Uh, Let's go right into all in. What do you want to talk about? All in. You got the card. Yeah, I do. So, so I mean, I watched it. Obviously, yeah, it was good. I fucking loved it. It was great. Um, it but, wasn't. It didn't. How do I? How do? How do I say this right? It was good, but it didn't feel special. It, did, it felt like it was a big pay-per-view. It, nothing about it... Like, when you watch WrestleMania, you know you're watching WrestleMania. It just... It, everything just feels special when you watch WrestleMania. Yeah. The intros, the, everything. This, while well, it was a good show, it felt like a pay-per-view. It felt like a, an AEW pay-per-view. Oh, no, I disagree. Like, uh, this felt special. This felt big, and this felt like this is their 
and then we'll get into that later, but this is their mania now. Oh, um, okay. But uh, next year is going to be in the same place. This is their mania. This is the full stop um, for the year or whatever. The season, whatever the fuck they want to call it. Um, but uh, yeah, let's get into it. Are you going through the pre-show stuff? Yeah, well, yeah. The only pre, so there were two pre-show matches. The first one, I had a lot of problems the way this part of it was booked. So they had Better Than You, Baby, which was Adam Cole and MJF defeated Aussie Open for the Ring of Honor tag belts. My first problem with it was, why give them the belt? Like they didn't need the belts. They could have used that as as a way to build up the tension between them. Well, that's going to come later. Right, but here's the, the problem. not there yet. Okay, but... And it is building up. But then right, you gave them the belts. And then when you had them fight at the main event, you could have... Like, I don't know... I don't... I, their end game has to be Adam Cole, MJF, right? Yeah. That has to be your end game. Yeah. I feel like they're, they're... I don't want to say dragging it out, but... Uh, does that, I no, don't know. That is what they're doing. They're dragging it out. That's yeah. storytelling. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's, it's like... This isn't like, but they, they, like the bloodline dragging out. This is not going to last four years. You know? This is, they're just going to let it linger. I'm going to jump the, around a little be, bit. Uh, uh, best friends or whatever they do. Brochachos. Right? And, and they're, they're you know, hyping up the crowd because the fucking crowd loves it. But I'm going to jump around a little bit. Because I'm talking about this right now, mm-hmm. so at all out, they 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 defended the Ring of Honor belts against the Dark Order. Match was great. I'm not yeah. shit on the match, but the storyline was there. They could have Taven and Roderick Strong win that tag team battle royal. Now Adam Cole's got to fight defend a title against his friend. You build up the tension more that way. Like the Dark yeah, Order, the Dark Order, the the. Taven and stuff, that's going to come. But they could have did it right. You, 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 you want to speed things up. They don't want to speed things up. It's going to come. I mean, the they, Taven story is there. Like, they're doing that. You know? But they're not going to speed things up. You don't have to speed it up. At least, uh, this, again, the Dark Order match was great. It was fine. I just don't like the way. They, I don't like the way they gave the belt to them in the first place. No, I think that's fine. They didn't need it. Yeah, but it builds the story. Like, Everyone thought that this was where it was going to be, where they were going to split up. But it didn't happen. And then you thought at the end that they were going to split up. But it didn't happen. You know? That's, you know, storytelling. <laughs> um, shitty story. No, not shitty storytelling, but it's, no. it's not. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't, it's, it's a WWE. I'm not saying it's not a bad thing or a good thing, but it's a WWE style program. And this is what they're doing for the WWE. This is, this is, this is their bloodline. You know, uh, where it's going to linger and they're going to use it to control the crowd, you know, with the double clothesline gimmicks and, and shit like that, the kangaroo kicks and everyone cheers, kangaroo kicks. Um, for me, I'm like perplexed by it because I, I'm an entertained, but also it's not my wrestling, you know, this is not what I and want. I'm a WWE guy and I don't, I, I don't like it. I mean, I mean, the it's cold, right up your alley. I, I don't like you know, it, though. It, but it's right up your alley. This is the same shit that WWE does. But I don't like it. It's like, no. I, don't, I don't like it because they, are, they put Cole and MJF together 
just to break them up. Like, you know... Yeah, that's a WWE-ism. Right. But it's, when is it, it going to happen? That's the story. You know? Is it going to happen? Because it didn't happen here. And they were even stronger at the end. They were brochachos at the end. Yeah. You know? You know, and just build that story longer. You know? I'm waiting for it to get serious. Because I hate... That part of me really does not like the goofy shit that happens with the... NXT style fucking vignettes I, that they do. I'm like, I see. But then part of me like laughs, you know, um, and enjoys it, you know, because wrestling, wrestling can be all of this shit. It's just that when it lingers too long, when it's like, a, if they were doing this, if they do this in three years, then talk to me, and then I'll be like, all right, this is this is really is their bloodline. This, this should have ended a long time ago. Yeah, but, it's but at least with the started. bloodline thing, they they kept adding layers to the bloodline There's thing. There's no layers. It's the yeah, same whatever, story whatever, man. Every time, every time, and then they hope you forget parts of it. Yeah, I I'm just not like everything I've every time I've watched any any of the things they've done with MJF and Adam Cole, I have cringed at. I'm like, this is uh, this is not this is not good. It's it's not, and I like. I'm an Adam Cole fan. I just not a fan of what they do of this, at all, of any of it. Like just, I want to see Adam Cole MJF. I just don't like the way they're they're going about it. Like I don't like the road they're taking to get there. Well, what were you what you thought about this match? What's going on? So the match was look. The match was done right. It didn't last long because you don't want to risk anybody getting hurt. Yeah. Uh, I thought they put in more work than I expected they were going to do. Because I was expecting, like, like you thought, you know, I was, I thought this was going to be where they were going to start the whole shit, you know, or some sort of shenanigans where maybe the kingdom comes in and interferes, and See, maybe that's how they win because it interfered, made, caused them, caused the other team the thing, and that's how MJF and Cole win. So there's like more tension, you know, some shit like that. But no, clean win, basically, and and no interference. Yeah, I mean. I guess I wanted to see something because all that was a week later. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but I gave the, the tag at three and a half. I, I went, I went three and a quarter. Yeah. And can I say something real quick? Yeah. Jordan Grace was much hotter back then. Okay. I'm, so I'm watching this. I'm like, she was so hot. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the muscle thing why she does it because competitions. Yeah. But eh. <laughs> anyway. All right, next up, Hook defeated Jack Perry by submission to, re- to win the FTW championship. I enjoyed this a lot. A lot of fun, a lot of plunder. Um, and uh, this was where shit started. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so we want to talk about the paper. We want to get the rest of the card first and then, then circle back? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, let, let's circle back. I went, uh, three and a half. I went three and a quarter, too. I mean, it's, it was good. It was fine. Yeah. All right, next up. <laughs> Here's where the other part of it is. CM Punk defeated Samoa Joe to, and retained his real-world championship. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. So, yeah, this, I love this match. This is, so this is the start. This is all in. Yeah, um, that was the first op- the opening. Match. I don't think it was supposed to be the opener. No, it was. 
um, according to my sources, this was the opener. It almost wasn't the opener. Yeah. Because of shit that happened. Which we're going to talk and about. And they were scrambling. They were trying to get Punk. No, I'm sorry. They were trying to get the, the Elite stuff to open up because of the shit that happened. And um, But they weren't ready. Then they were trying to get some other thing, but they, they couldn't come out in time. And then finally, Small Joe, you know, you know, stepped up and, was, and fucking forced Punk to come out and shit like that. And was like, and then they had the match. Uh, regardless of what happened backstage, I, this was fucking awesome. Um, it was a great fucking match. This had tributes galore to Funk and Hogan, Cena, and it was awesome. This was just a fucking awesome match. Um, yeah, I gave it four. Uh, I went three and a half. Next up, Bullet Club Gold and Kanak. Kanosuke Takashita, I can't pronounce his name. Kanosuke Takashita. Thank you. Defeated the Golden Elite. Kenny, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and Kota Ibushi. Yeah, this was uh, awesome. The finish was out of nowhere, uh, but it built to All Out. One of the few things that built to All Out. Um, <laughs> uh, but this was what they were building for, for All Out. And uh, yeah, the match was beautiful. I loved it. Um, Ibushi... He's like the one, like he's not what he used to be. And um, I think he's still injured. I think that's why yeah, like he's not as snappy as he used to be. Right. But still great. You know? But he, he made a few like slip-ups here. You know? But uh, this was an awesome match. I love it. Another four. Uh, it was fine. <sighs> it was fine. <laughs> I, 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 like, nothing on this card blew me, nothing early on in the card blew me away. No, this was one of their best. All Out was a lot better. But this uh, was one oh, of their best. Oh, oh, oh please, we'll, we'll talk, we'll get to that. All Out? You didn't like All Out? Not really. You are fucking insane. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll get to it. Get to yeah. it. I went three, I'll go three and three quarters, it was fine. I'll go three yeah. and three quarters. All right, next up, um, FTR defeated the Young Bucks to retain the AW World Tag Team Championship. Uh... Four and a half. It was a beautiful fucking match. Uh, loved it. Um, yeah, and FDR retained. Uh, and then uh, they told the further storyline where the Bucks didn't shake their hands, walked away. The further, you know, like this isn't over. And then uh, we'll get more shit like that later. Uh, I'll go three and three quarters. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? I said four and a half. Yeah. It was awesome. Right, next up, um, Eddie Kingston, Penta El Zero Mito, best, best Friends and Orange Cassidy defeated the Blackpool Combat Club, Mike San and Santana and Ortiz. Right, this is weird. They're calling him Mike Santana now. It's not Santana, it's Mike Santana now. Yeah. It's weird. Well, because I, I Oh, it was a stadium stampede match. Yeah. I think there's still, like, shoot issues between him and Ortiz and Kingston, for sure. Um... So they might be trying to do like a solo thing for Santana now. Um, personally, I was just calling Santana anyway. But um, uh, this, listen, the, this was where the kids had to go to sleep, all right? And uh, this was plunder. It was fucking awesome. Four and a half, I mean, like this was just beautiful. Like, I, I'm not a, I am not a fan of the stadium stampede matches. Yeah. This, this I'm was, just not. This was the Terry Funk show. This was, <laughs> this is what this was, you know? This was just fucking awesome. It's just a death match throughout the fucking stadium, basically. And uh, Mox did his thing. It was funny because Mox, 
took the the skewers skewers to the head. Yeah, skewers. I never can say that right. Am I skewers. That right? Skewers. Skewers. If to that's the head. E if that's even right. And there was a moment when um, Penta, who was the one that put him into his um, head, after he puts him in the head, you just see Penta's face like, motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I loved it. it was, and yeah, it was just fucking awesome. I'm going with three. I, it didn't do anything. I hate, I don't like this match at all. They've, every time they've done it, I'm like, ugh. Every time. I, I, like, I like violence. I don't know. Yeah, you're weird. Wrestling. <laughs> All right, next up, yeah. Soraya, Soraya defeated Kirishita, Dr. Britt Baker, and Tony Storm to win the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah, this was surprisingly good. Um, I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. I gave him three and three quarters. Um, and uh, they went with the, the hometown win here. We gave the hometown. Oh, let me go back to the Bucks thing. Um, their entrance fucking confused the shit out of me and confused the shit about with everyone in the audience. Why? Do you see their entrance? I it don't came out to some weird song where the super kick gonna knock you out. Super kick gonna knock you out. Is that a queen thing? Yeah. Like something like something's gonna knock you out? I, I think so, yeah. I can't remember. I know mama said knock you out. That's no, like no. Cool J. Yeah. Yeah, but they were doing like they were doing something like that. Well, that's how it started, and the audience was quiet as fuck. They didn't know what was going on until, you know, the Bucks came out. They started cheering a little bit, and then once the Bucks' real music hit, the BTE thing, then they were like, ah, it's the Bucks. Oh, okay, yeah, and then they, the, the audience um, 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 chimed in with, with the rest. I was, but the beginning, I was like, what the fuck is that? And they came in dressed like Queen and shit like that. Um, speaking of Queen, uh, Soraya... Uh, entrance was um, Queen. Was it uh, We Will Rock You? I think so, yeah. Uh, this pissed me off a little bit. Why wasn't Emi Sakura not there? Yeah, it makes no sense. You know? Like, Emi Sakura sitting at home fucking must be fucking pissed that all these Queen things are happening and she's not there because there were a bunch of tributes there. Yeah. You know? And she was not part of any of them. I know this was a this is a a missed opportunity on Khan. Like a, a misstep on Khan, Tony Khan. Uh, from my subsources, there are a lot of people upset that they didn't go. Like hurt. And they should be. You know? Didn't all they go go to the show? Go well, go get you know, put in some fucking battle royale or something just to be there, you know? One Probably is Amy Sakura. Nyla Rose wasn't there. She should have been there. Who's been a better soldier for AEW than Nyla Rose? You know, a lot of people weren't there. And, and, oh, um, Danny Garcia, and they've come out with subtweets and shit like that. You know, like, you know, like what the fuck? You know, why weren't we there and shit like that? Yeah, that that's a missed opportunity. That's a fuck up right there. Yeah, because they, they want they for some reason they wanted to give. I'll go back to it. For some reason, they wanted to give Adam Cole and MJF a, a Ring of Honor title shot. They could have put the Battle Royal there instead. No, they, they can still fit in everyone else. Or just fly them there. Just have them be there. They don't have a half match. Just get them there. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't do that. 
Just have them there on the show. Have them doing like fucking interviews and shit like that, or you know, interview spots with other. But they do the battle. The but AEW likes doing their battle worlds and their pre-shows and their zero hours. They did it all out. Yeah, they could have did it here too. But I'm saying, all you got to do to make your people happy is just have them there. Have them doing media, you know, calls and shit like that. Promote the show. You know, pay for ten more fucking hotel rooms and get your fucking people there. You know what I'm saying? That, that to me is a missed opportunity, you know, to, to upset people there, you know? Chris Statlander was not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, just have them there. They, they don't have to have a match or whatever. It, you know what I'm saying? But just have them there doing media, you know? Fucking YouTube shows, whatever. Just have them there, you know? I don't tell you. No, I'm just saying, like, that's, a, yeah, that's one I mean, thing I noticed, especially from my subsource, is, like, like, there are people upset about that, you know? But, uh, what else? What else we got? All right, um, Darby Allen and Sting defeated Christian Cage and Swerve Strickland in a coffin match. Yeah, another one that was, uh, better than I thought it was going to be. I don't know why I keep saying that when Sting has a match, because all of his matches are fucking awesome. Um... I don't know if, it, if it's a shoot thing or it's just something that he was building, but he, Darby said he was really fucked up from this. Yeah, I think it's just a shoot thing to get it all out, that whole thing. Um, yeah, but you know what? When you watch him, some of the shit he does, like, that dude's not going to make it, like, 30. Yeah. Well, he knows that. Yeah. He said that. Like, he knows, like, his, his time is going to be short and it's going to be his fault. So, I can't argue with him. Um... Uh, I, I gave this three and three quarters. I went three and a half. It was, it was, it was fucking awesome. All right, next up. Will Ospreay defeated Chris Jericho? Will Ospreay... Uh, oh, yeah, this was fucking awesome. Yeah. There's uh, the biggest audience that... Um, what's his band's name? Fozzie? Fozzie? Yeah. Biggest audience that they'll ever play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they opened up. He did the Queen, uh, the vocalization shit, the, oh, whatever. I'm not going to do it. I know you saw it. But, you know, this shit was fucking awesome, you know? And he did his entrance, and then his entrance was awesome. And then Will Ospreay comes out to his entrance, uh, I think called Adrenaline or something like that. That shit was fucking awesome. And the crowd was, of course, behind him. And, uh, and uh, the match... I don't know, man. Jericho's just fucking awesome, man. The, the, the match was fucking awesome. Yeah, this four and a half. Um, uh, I went four. It was good. I yeah. went four. Yeah, uh, Jericho put him over. One. Uh, Jericho Ospreay, did rather. some... I really was worried about this match. Could Jericho keep up with Will Ospreay? Yeah. He, he did fine. Yeah, he kept up. I think Will Ospreay slowed it down a little bit, too, which he had to. Well, Will Ospreay, in general, has slowed down. Like, he... That that stuff is a shoot. When I don't know if you've seen their promos, when they talk about like Will Os, um, Jericho told Will Osprey to, to stop what you're doing because the way Will Osprey used to wrestle, you know, when he was wrestling basically like um, Ricochet and all that. Yeah. It, a lot of people told him to stop doing that shit because you're not gonna last. You know, and at some point he did listen, and he he, he still does bring whips it out every so often. You know, but he went heavyweight. That's why he's bigger than he used to be. And he, he does more striking moves and, and grappling moves and shit like that. And then he'll whip out the, like, you know, some fancy shit every so often because he, he can do it. He can't do it the way he used to. Yeah. But this was, yeah, this was fucking awesome. They played well with each other. The chemistry was 
above all. It was four and a half. I loved it. All right, next up. The acclaimed and Billy Gunn defeated the House of Black for the six-man tag title match. Six-trios um, title. The trios title. Uh, and it was a house rules match. It was no holds barred. Yeah. said no holds barred. I, I liked it a lot. I gave it three and three quarters. A lot of fun. It's basically that's what this was. A fun match. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. I went three and they a half. They didn't get the badass Billy Gunn stuff. I think they were trying to get badass Billy Gunn. The music. Right. Because uh, they were promoting that. Like he was going to be there as badass Billy Gunn. And he was. But they didn't get the music or whatever from WWE. <sighs> And, uh, but, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. All right, in your main event, MJF defeated Adam Cole to retain the AW World Championship. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, gave it three and three quarters. Uh, a lot of fun. Um, it got good. I didn't like the beginning of it. It felt yeah. it was too silly in the beginning. But once they got serious, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and that's the, the pacing stuff that they do. Um. And then at the end, it got silly again with the... See, that's why, like, to me, like, this is their WWE, because, you know, they do one-act plays in the middle of the ring where Cole is all super pissed off because he lost and he's crying and he couldn't turn against, you know, against MJF. And MJF like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. Look, look, hold on. Hold on. Stay right there. And he goes out and he gets the... The Ring of Honor tells you, well, we still got these. And then Cole throws it to the side, like, yeah, I don't like these. You know, and then MGF is like, oh, I see. And you hear the, the vocals all of a sudden, you know? It's just like, it's a one-act play now. This is what this is about. You know, this is what, how WWE does it. And this is on purpose what they're doing here. You know, they're trying to yeah, but they, to that. But they shouldn't be doing that with their world champion. I mean, look, if you're going to do that, that's fine. They shouldn't be doing it with their world champion, though. I guess that's my problem with it. Well, listen, like, I've said this before. Like, there's been a lot of WWE-isms that have been sneaking into this right. thing. And um, why do you think that is? Who is Khan surrounding himself with? Right? Pat Buck. Your Jimmy Jacobs. Right? You know, all these people are former WWE people. And they're getting their fucking ideas through. You know, not all of them, right? But Khan is probably like, all right, you can do whatever. You know, and this, you, this is one of them. Yeah, listen, but don't. One of the, the few people that have power, especially at this point, you know, were Punk, uh, MJF. MJF is going to want to do what he wants to do, you know? And this is what he wants to do. And regardless if I don't like it or you don't like it, it's connecting with people, you know? You hear that crowd, and I don't, you know, whatever, regardless of the crowd, I think it's just ironic cheers, you know? Like Dom, like you see Dom come into the ring, not, that's not real heel heat, it's just the irony of it. Like it's just like, oh, Dom's in, so we're supposed to boo. You know, it's not some built up heat or anything like that. Oh, like Don Callis or some shit like that. They, it's, it's just, it's just iron, y'all. Oh, they, they're doing the double clothesline gimmick, all right, so we have to cheer double clothesline here. That's what it is. It's not like Terry Funk. Terry Funk had talked about it where he would, during other people's matches, he would be behind the curtain looking at the crowd, gauging the crowd, what the crowd wants, and how to react to the crowd. So when he guts out to do his match, 
he knows what the crowd likes and what they don't like, and he's going to react to that. That's not what this MJF Cole stuff, and that's not what WWE does anymore. You know, they do. Let's control the crowd. Let's just get some irony thing. Let's built in. Let's built in chance and built in this, and then we'll get it over. You know, this isn't MJF and Cole getting double clothesline over. They're over. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they're chanting double clothesline. They'll chant anything they say to chant. You know? So I'm 50 50 on this thing. This thing. I'd rather not have it. Like this shit, I would not put in my wrestling. You know? I'd rather, ironically, and we'll talk about him more. I'd rather have punks wrestling on my wrestling show, you know, because that's punk was flabbergasted that they were doing this cold MGF cold program, like the way they were doing it and all that shit, you know, punk wanted a more classic style. And that's why collision was like that. We'll see what it turns into, but that's what it was, you know, um, but yeah. I, I gave it three and three quarters. I, I thought it was, regardless of the shit that happened afterwards. I went three and a quarter. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about, let's circle back. Well, first of all, uh, this was the legit um, paid audience. You're going to buy that t-shirt, aren't you? I was thinking about it, but I was like, ah. I don't that, like timed t-shirts and shit like that. Yeah. So, um, like, people are going to be like, what's that about? I'm, like, ah, nah, I'm not going to keep explaining it, you know? <laughs> um, but, but of uh, course they would release a t-shirt for it, of course. Yeah, of course. No point. And they they released the, the legit number. Um, and they kept talking about how this is the legit number. 81, I think it's 81,035 uh, is the legit paid audience, which is the, 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 the highest ever for a wrestling show anywhere. Um, the... Yeah, and the legit thing is on purpose when they say that because WWE releases fake numbers on purpose. You know, they'll say, oh, we did 95,000, you know, but that they admitted to their, to the, the, the stock people or whatever, the stock owners, that this is a fake number that they released and this is the real number, you know. Ooh. Um, probably because they know people are going to argue. People are gonna be like eighty-one thousand. Yeah, but WWE did ninety-five. You know, people. There's, there's gonna be those freakazoids out there that are gonna they're gonna wave the flag for WWE and shit like that. And it keeps everyone in the conversation. Um. But yeah, this was the the, the legit highest uh, paid audience for a wrestling show. Um. Before we get into the the other punk stuff. Um. The, they're doing all in again next year at Wembley, uh, August twenty fifth or something. Um, now and they're also doing all out again the week after. Yeah. Now here is the thing though. I mean, you bought both of them. You yeah. basically spent over a hundred dollars on two pay per views. Yeah. And then they have this year they have that Wrestle Dream coming up on October first. Yeah. So in less than a month, no, you're buying yeah, three yeah, yeah. pay per views. I don't know why that, 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 I don't know. Well, it is something. Well, it's particularly for All In, All Out. 
it is weird uh to do that and then a week later do right all out now you would think that that's going to cannibalize one of these pay-per-views right like all out um all in is one of their i don't know what the exact number is but they say it's in the two hundred thousands, like pay-per-view buys right okay uh one of their big i don't think it's their biggest i think the cm punk one was their biggest but this is like one of their biggest pay-per-view buys um and they're saying all out is in like the hundred thousands uh but particularly for this it's a it's a cannibalization cannibalization that's worth it because he did the big number for wembley and it kind of pays for itself for all out you know and you're going to get people that are going to buy it. and this all out is going to get a lot of late buys because of the word of mouth that it's getting um we also don't know what where the deal is going to be for them in the future uh are these pay-per-views going to be pay-per-views or are they going to go the ple route and be on max or some shit like that you know because that's always in the air there's always something that's in the conversation and at some point we'll probably be on one of these streaming services if Warner pays for it you know so if there are monthly pay-per-view thing that might be what what they're expecting they'll get the pay in for now and then next year if you got max it's all on max you know either pay for them on your cable or just get max and you it comes with AEW payment ple whatever the fuck if they go that route if they go that route um obviously that's the goal yeah i'm talking I'm, I'm not talking about the future i'm talking about right now though i mean right now in the span of less than a month you're ha you're expecting your audience to drop $150 for three pay-per-views. Yeah. That's my that's my problem. Well, like real $150 in less than a month. Well, for it's not about the expectations. It what are people going to do? Uh people did buy all in, people did buy all out, and people will probably buy Russell Drake. Um once they start seeing a number that drops then they'll make a choice for the next year or November. Because November is another one coming out, I think. Is it full gear? Yeah. November? So, yeah. So, they are going the monthly route now. You know? That either tells me that they, their numbers say that people are going to pay regardless. And it's worth it. And, or, they got, they're expecting a deal where they're going to go streaming. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I think is probably going to happen. They're probably going to get a deal for streaming, and then they're just building the audience for, right now, for the monthly. Like, they built the audience for the, the quarterly, which, you know, I prefer quarterly. Yeah. I prefer that so much. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right. Hustle Dream. So let's circle back. Right. So a few weeks ago... Jack Perry, I wanted to use real glass in a title match. I, I don't remember the whole circumstance behind it. He wanted to use, according to myself, he wanted to use, basically what happened here on All In, uh, he wanted to use real glass to do an injury angle so he can go away on vacation. That was approved. Right. Um, uh, according to myself, uh, this was denied. 
Um, well, there's multiple stories. But one is that this was denied. He was told no by medical. He was told no by Tony Schiavone and others. And uh, they went to Punk and said, yo, talk some sense into him because he wants to do this shit. And Punk went in there and said, listen, we don't do this. Um, if you want to do this, then learn how to speak Wednesdays because we're not doing this. Anymore. And, uh, and, and according to subsources, usually, particularly on the Punk side, uh, uh, Funk, Funk, um, Perry, Tech Perry had a, a, a fit about it, right? Uh, fast forward to now, and then uh, he did the thing on All In, and uh, he, he tapped on the glass and said, real glass, prime your river. And then he proceeded to go through the glass and, and did an injury. I don't know if, if they're going to do say he's injured or whatever. Well, yeah, I don't think so because... They're probably going to want to... Well, you know, go away from it for a while. But he was approved to be away for a while. Right. He's going to be out after this. Um, this is why he lost. Um, and uh, so, but I don't think they're going to, they're probably going to, you know, step away from it as much as possible, probably. Yeah. If I was Tony, I, I would license the, the Justin Timberlake song. Um, Never do that again. So anyway, so after the match is over, yeah. the story, the subsource that I got said that when Jack Perry went to the back, Punk approached him. Yeah. And, and they got into it. Well, no, listen, listen. listen. This was the shit that was killing me during my, my jail time. Um, Y'all motherfuckers. Need some media literacy or some shit classes because every it was like the multiverse. Everyone kept posting stories about punk, and it was like the multiverse of punk, you know, different stories and everyone believing and reacting to the new story that came out, you know, as if it was that was the story. The shit was driving me fucking nuts. The last the last thing I posted before I got um, locked up locked up was. Uh, he said, she said, you know, and then I couldn't respond. I'm like, motherfucker, you know, because that's all this was. It's just a bunch of he said, she, and that's all it is still. Right, but man, but there's I, a lot of truth that you can now conjecture to. Yeah, but the problem is, like, I think somebody else commented on it, and I, I basically the same thing. When you got he said, she, but, but the he says always the same person. What that's that you know, so basically, we're, we're talking about Punk and Perry. It's always going to be about right, those two. But problem, here's the thing, though. Punk got into it with Perry. Yeah. It was he said, she said. Punk got into it with the elite. It was he said, she said. Punk got into it with somebody else. I can't remember who. He said, she said. There's one constant. Punk's always involved with it. Maybe after a while, maybe it's him. Like if it's one. So basically, if you work with somebody and that one coworker is getting into a fight with a bunch of different people, mm-hmm. who are you blaming? You're blaming the coworker that's starting the fight. Yeah, the, the only You're real, blaming the instigator. The only real problem with Punk in this whole situation, really, is that he he always takes it outside. You know? It's the, you want to take it outside? That's his solution. That can't be the solution. You know? That's Look, his problem. He's been... Um, a, again, I don't 
all around disagree. I, Perry's to blame here. There's I, no one here that's not to blame. Right. Perry's to blame. Don't bring that shit to All In, the biggest fucking show of all wrestling, and, and then do the thing. My problem is Punk could have been like, are we doing this a program out of this? You want to you shoot to work? You know, see, that would have been my response. See, like, and let's do this. Let's make money. See, probably, see, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that. Part of the problem with Punk is, is he's been wrestling long. He's been around long. He's been in a bunch of different locker rooms. Mm-hmm. He should be the locker room leader. Jack Perry's a young kid. Like you said, he should have went to him. Are we gonna, are we gonna make something out of this? What you did wrong, what you did was not right. Jack Perry saying, "I wanted heel heat." Okay, you wanted heel heat. What can we do? Here's the problem with punk. Here, can we? Let me finish. Okay. Hey, let's make this into something. Yeah. Let's yeah. make this, like you said, let's make this do a program. Yeah. Punk, he, the problem is he, he, he has like a weird, fragile ego thing going on where he takes, he takes every little slight against him personally. He has very thin skin in that sense. Well, I mean, it was a slight against him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, but the but but, problem is you're, you're, in a, you're a pro wrestler. You got to have thicker skin than that. Well, no, yes and no, but there's the the my sub sources. He he approached. He said, "Do we have a problem here? You know, do we have a problem here?" The, the problem with Punk is that he's he's a street motherfucker, right? The first story the, with the Bucks. Remember that? When they, I had all that last year. According to my sub sources, regardless of what side you're on. Both sides say the same thing. It was that Punk, even Punk's side says it. Punk says it. He admits. He's the one that swung first. Right. He's street. I would be the same thing. If people came at me angry and I see fight in them, I'm not going to get hit first. I'm going to throw first. But again, you know, like, that's, there were no real witnesses there. You know, here, this situation, there were a lot of witnesses, which led to a situation. Um, there's rumors there's a video of it out there. Yeah, God, I want to see that's that. That's probably what led to the firing, because now there's damning shit right. against this. You know, now we'll never see it. No, we will never see it. Um, so I lost my train of thought. But basically, yeah, that's my my problem with Punk. My my thing with Punk is that he's street, and he he went with this violence first situation where he's an old school wrestler. Like, what's his fucking face? The, not Devon. What's the other guy's name? Bubba Ray. Bubba Ray. Um, he said this, basically said the same thing. Just kind of subtweeted it. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, that Jack Perry was wrong. And then back in the day, there were certain ways to deal with Right, him. I remember that. He means, he said, oh, I don't mean beating him up. That's what he fucking means. Beat the shit out of Jack Perry. Teach him a lesson. That's what they used to do, right? That's where Punk was coming from. Right, but the yeah. pro- again, but the problem is... And Punk <sighs> saw himself as the rock room leader. The problem is... He didn't act like it. Well, no, he acted... No, he didn't. Well, no, well, people who say they're the locker room leader are usually not the locker room leader. Exactly. You know? And you can say you're the locker room leader, no one's going to look at you that way. You right, know? you have to earn that. Um, but regardless, the problem is, is that he had power. You know? So... There are a lot of imbalances happening here. People may have not seen him as a locker room leader, but he is was a leader, or someone in charge, rather. Right. You know, and he was someone in charge. He was someone that can say, "No, you can't be here." 
this is my show. And that's what, you know, the situation with Collision with the people that he got rid of or, or banned. Funny uh, how at the end, CM Punk was the one banned from Collision. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah that, you think that, about it. That's called, <laughs> that's called irony. Karma. <laughs> but he, look, the, at the end of the day, say what you want about Jack Perry, whether he was right or wrong. Yeah, he was wrong. Right. But he's the way... Punk he, was more wrong. You know, you he know was saying? wrong. Punk Perry was wrong. Let's say he was doing... He was legit trying to get heel heat to do something. According Trying to the sources, that's what he said. Right. Whether He's it's true or not. I'm, I'm doing Let, but, but let's assume that that's true. Let's assume yeah. it's true. Punk, the problem with Punk was, rather than ask him, why did you say that? Like, you know, what's going on? He immediately got on a defensive about it. Oh, yeah. Because he sees Zach Perry as a Bucks guy. Right? And, that, and that's part of the problem, yeah. too. Like, You know who handled this situation better than anyone? Small Joe. No. Oh, yeah, he handled it great. But, um, and that's a bridge that Punk, a lifelong friendship that Punk burned. Because he almost fucked up a lot of shit for Joe there. Yeah. You know, Joe's really pissed. He subtweeted Punk about it. But, or he did something on Instagram or some shit like that. But, um, the Perry is seen as a, a Bucks guy. But the Bucks were the ones that dealt with this shit the best. They said... We don't want anything to do with him. Yeah. He'll self-destruct himself. They, and they stayed the fuck away from him. And a story came out. So everybody, there's two sides to this one. The there meeting. was a meeting. There was supposed to be a meeting between Punk and the Elite. Yeah. Well, paid, not, maybe not paid, but Kenny and the Bucks. Yeah. They tried to hash it out. And the Elite canceled at the last second. Yeah. Well... The, like you said, there's two sides to that. The, right. Going to myself, sources that there was a meeting that was set and the Bucks canceled at the last minute. And the other one is that there was no the meeting. Bucks were asked about to do a meeting and they refused. Right. Um, I, feel I, like, actually, I feel like they were asked and they refused. I feel like that. I actually believe both stories. I believe that Tony wanted this meeting to happen at All In because they, they were going to be there. Or not All In. Um, uh, that show where Collision was being taped in the same place as Dynamite. Okay, uh, yeah. Day. It was, that was where it was supposed to happen. And um, because they were going away for the, the UK show, they were going to have this meeting. Well, TK wanted this meeting, so he went to the, the Bucks, and they said no. He, well, he probably went to uh, Punk first. You know, And Punk was probably expecting the meeting. And he went to Bucks. And Bucks like, and Bucks no. like, no, we don't want the fucking meeting. And you can't blame them. But like you said, they did the right thing. They're like, we know, we see this as, this is a ticking time yeah. bomb. We want, so whatever happened at All Out last year, the elite, um, Kenny and the Bucks, saw, what was gonna, saw where this was going. They saw the writing on the wall, so to speak. Yeah. The problem was Tony Khan, who was a fan of punk, kind of gave him power that he really shouldn't have had because they 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 were doing i think i i think i mentioned it a little bit before they gave him that real world title storyline mm. and where do they go with that now they just did this probably just got to drop they had to just drop it right yeah. but they gave punk way too much they tony khan because he's a fan gave 
Pepsi Phil, I mean, too much power. Gave him his own show. Decided who well, he no, won on. I mean, yeah, he, he basically gave him his own show. Well, yeah, it, but it wasn't like they didn't create that show for him. Right, but the basically but they, they gave him the show. That was his, he was in charge. He was basically the poker without the the title of being right. a poker. But I mean, that's what people in power get. They get to be in charge. The he problem is, you gotta charge. be be he careful was, who you give the power to. Right. You know, he's not the only one. Like Moxie has that power. Moxie. Yeah, Moxie has that power. Jericho has that power. They they do the same shit. It's just they're better leaders. <laughs> that's the that's that. that I was yeah. gonna say that. Yeah. You can give power to whoever you want. Make sure they are worthy of it. Listen. Make sure they're worthy. And he, Punk isn't. He's just not. He is very. I don't know if it's self-absorbed is the right word, but he's very. His ego is very fragile in the sense that if it's not his way, it's the wrong way. Yeah, and listen. Regardless of that. Uh, a lot of his way I agree with, you know, like Collision was very, a very old school style of a show, you know, done with a lot of little things that you would feel like, all right, that's, that should be the way it's done. Like, you know, like little things like, like when a face comes out to save someone, you don't hit the music and then the face comes out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's dumb if you think about it. They do that on Dynamite. They do that on WWE. Yeah. You know, where, oh, the, this guy's getting his ass kicked. Hit the music. Here comes Adam Page. You know, and then he comes out. That's dumb. The funniest one ever. I'm sorry. Real, real quick. The funniest time I've ever seen that is when I think somebody, I forgot who was getting attacked. Jeff Hardy's music came out. He this came out, but before he went to the ring, he had to do his dance thing. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, dude? No, the funny one for me was Rhea Ripley saving uh, Bianca Blair in NXT. She had to do the stomp and everything. Right. Well, NXT, uh, Bianca Blair's I don't mind the music being hit. Because you want to kind of maybe throw the enemy. I get that. But just run to the ring. Don't do any of your gimmicky want, thing. No, no music. And CM Punk believed in that shit. Like, no music. Just run out. And a lot of times, if you, lock, if you watch Collision, when, they, when someone's doing a run-in, they weren't even running in in their gear. You know what I'm saying? Which, I, which I think is what makes sense, right? Doesn't fucking make sense. Or they'll be in half gear. Like, they don't have the, the wrappings around their hands anymore. Right. Because like they were taking them off. That's fucking awesome See, shit. The, right, you but know? here's the problem. With him, the bad outweighed the good. All the good stuff that he did with the collision stuff that that makes sense was lost in his attitude and lost in all the all yeah, the bridges was, he burned along the way. Yeah, it was the, the fighting. That was his problem. It was the fighting. You know, I don't care that he banned people. That's his prerogative. If he's given that power, he can right. do that. He, he's not the only one that's done that. But the problem is when you start is picking he, fights with people. Yeah, and, and, and then shit happens and you break rules, you got to go. And that's unfortunate. You know? you know, I was one of those people. He's still one of my all-time favorites, you know, regardless of this situation. You know, I'd be like, yo, just fucking hire him as creative, you know? But um, I'm sorry. Ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I'm one of the people that was on the side when All Out last year. That Kenny and the Bucks are just as much to blame as Punk, and I stand by that because. Well, yeah, like I said, they he said, "You got a problem with me? Come at me," and they went to him, regardless if they brought legal or not. They went to him, angry. What did you think was going to happen? 
Right. A fight. But, you know, as, 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 as I said this last you know, year, too, to that. as EVPs, they should have just walked away. Well, yeah. I know it's. I know. I think they learned their lesson from that. Yeah, that's yeah. what they did. Yeah, now they you have like, to. And it. I loved it. And I, I never, I didn't think about it until you said it. They just kind of distanced themselves from him. Yeah, they, they wanted nothing to do with. And him. you can't blame them. You can't. Yeah. He kept trying. He wanted a program with the Bucks. He wanted to work with them. He put it out there, like you know, he's sorry about what he said at the scrum, and he felt like we. Everyone had to put the, the fight behind them because he, he wanted to work. And that's why he did his little promo thing, you know, with the counterfeit bucks and all that shit. Yeah, like, he wanted to work with the bucks. The one person of the elite that was willing to work with Punk was Kenny. But he was not going to go against his boys. He, 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 he of loyal. course, yeah, that which is perfect. Now you have a guy that you like, mm -hmm. you want to work with him, make money, but you have your best friends too. You're like, yeah. oh, you know what? And I'm not losing anything he by working. I'm sure he was the voice of reason, or tried to be. Like, listen, let's do something, or at least let me do something with him. But if they weren't for it, if they said no, he was like, all right. I feel no. like, and I feel like the Bucks probably told Kenny the bad idea. Yeah, I, they probably. I feel like they didn't tell him not to do that. They probably told him it was a really bad idea yeah. that he's toxic and this could blow up in your face. Did we say that he was fired in all this conversation? No, we didn't get there yet. Oh, okay. So, so after all this happened, the word started dropping that Punk and Jack Perry were both suspended. Yeah, that's what came out first. Because that, I mean, that was probably true at that time. Right. I mean, it wouldn't, I don't think there was any official announcement that like Sports Illustrated reported, if different people reported it. But that and it made sense. You know, let's just send everybody home. And you said Jack Perry already got approved to go on vacation. Yeah, well, now he's on vacation. <laughs> I mean, how long is he be suspended for? I don't know. I mean, Tony Khan said indefinitely. So right. We, we don't know. That's basically what it says. Right. It means, yeah. Then Saturday. <laughs> The day of collision and all out in Chicago, the word comes out that CM Punk has been fired by all elite. It was the first thing I was allowed to post when I got right out of jail. I was like, well, of course. Now I get out of jail. And immediately I thought to my, in my head, that's even Friday, how do you get fired on your day off? Yeah. <laughs> it had to happen. At the end of the day, it had to happen. And it just, there were too many... Incidents involving him. Well, yeah, I mean, he got fired because he broke the cause. Like, he signed a lot of papers to come back after the first brawl out. Yeah, and um, so this was, he, that's what it means when he, he got fired with cause, terminated with cause. Uh, there were agreements, and he broke those agreements. Um, and, uh, and this, you know, probably probably one of those agreements was this shit happens again. You're gone. You know, and also it's more damning now because there is probably video and also uh, a ton of got, witnesses. Yeah, a ton of witnesses, including including one of those witnesses being Tony Khan, who uh, uh, so Tony Khan came out and said one of the reasons he got fired, he felt his life was threatened. 
I don't know how true that is. We will never know. Well, according to my subsources, and, and I'll name this subsource, it's Dave Meltzer um, and Brian Alvarez. When this, this thing dropped and they did their report, their podcast, Dave Meltzer finally like started talking a lot and he started saying like we've been too nice to punk this whole recording because listen dave Meltzer, say what you will about him um he was one of the first people to report on this shit to report that there's shit that's happening in the back that uh tony khan needs to get a handle on right or else this is going to happen and uh he was all right and um tony um Meltzer said that they were being Tony Meltzer. Tony, I'm sorry. Dave Meltzer said that they were being too nice when they reported about CM Punk lunging at Tony Khan. Because that was a report. That right. CM Punk lunged at Tony Khan right. during the fight. Um, and they said they were being too nice. Now, what, and they didn't continue and say what, what the actual thing was. But you gotta assume, like, he probably grabbed the shit and, and fucking, like, maybe held his fucking collar too hard. You see Tony Khan, Tony Khan's nothing. You know? It's about 95 pounds wet, you know? Yeah. But, you know, and fucking probably shook him and probably fucking cursed in his face and probably said, you know, I fucking hate this shit or whatever. And he said, oh, wait, I, mean, I want out of here. This place sucks or whatever, yeah. you, whatever he said. But he probably did aggressively grab him in the heat of the moment. I don't get that. I mean,. This is the guy who, by all rights, could have fired you after All Out last year. He mm -hmm. could have fired you. Well, he gave you a job, gave you power, and you're, I'm going to say it, you're such a petulant fucking child well, that you're going to grab your boss like that. You deserve thing. to get fired. Here's the thing. You've said this, and, and he probably agrees, CM Punk. Um, Tony Khan was being seen already as a weak leader, right? Yeah, definitely. And I agree with you that. you know who else saw that? CM Punk. CM Punk saw him as a weak leader. And he saw that he can be I, well, bullied. I can do whatever the fuck I can want with this yeah. guy. And Tony Khan grew a set. He fired. He had to. You know? And, um, well, you know, he went to league and shit like that. Because he didn't want to. Probably even after the being grabbed and shit, he probably didn't want to. He went to legal. Legal was like the best thing to do right now is terminate this shit. You know, that's your safest bet. You know, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so okay. He Tony. I mean, like that. It took him longer than it should have taken him to fire him. He should have. I'm surprised he didn't get well, announced. I don't think like there were any fireable offenses the first time. You know, there was still so much they can do with Punk, and they did with Punk. You know. Um, make no mistake, I loved everything that Punk did in this film. You know? Um, and I'm glad he at least got to end it the way he ended it with All In in front of 81,000 plus people with a match with Joe, and it was a great fucking match. You know? And I think that's a poetic way to end it, you know? Um, is that the end of his career? I don't know. So. I saw before I get into that. You want to get into that? Real quick, I saw something that basically Roman Reigns' title reign uh, lasted the entirety of, a, of CM Punk's AEW career. Longer. Yeah, longer. Yeah. Now, having said that, is his career over? What do you think? Do you think he goes to WWE? 
I can see him going to WWE. I don't want to see him in WWE. Let me say that first. I don't. But I could see him going back there just so Roman can beat him. You know, add another name, another name to Roman's list. Well, no, I. He's not gonna go there to WWE without power. Then he's not going. I mean, you know he's just not going there. I mean, what kind of power do you want, dude? He's I mean, gonna be given, like I'm saying, like he's gonna get be given Roman status. He'll get. I don't he'll think be so. given Brock status. You know, I, I, I don't think he's worth the. Dude, I, think about this. He, he never had a problem with Vince. Per se. He respected Vince. So if you listen to the Cole Cabana interview, he, t- he talks about Vince in reverence. It was Triple H that he had a problem with. Triple H is not in power. You know? Triple H, there's a lot of people in WWE that Triple H has no power over. One of them is Roman. The other one's Brock. You know? They bring him in for those short stints, and they tell Trip Paul, my best, you know, he's here. Do what you got to do with him for this moment of time. You know, there are only two people that Brock or Roman can't kick out of the room. That's Vince and Nick Khan. You know, and if Vince wants him there and it's like not a WWE deal, it's an Endeavor deal, or this TKO thing, whatever they're calling it. Then Punk could come in, and I can see Punk wanting it because you know what? Regardless of what happened here, he has the bug. He didn't quit like he did last time, where he was—he felt like his health was being deteriorated by WWE, and he was being, you know, you know, mentally squashed and shit like that by WWE and the the, the, the schedule and all that shit, and being almost dying in the ring. He said, you know, he quit WWE and he quit wrestling for seven years. And then he got the bug because of w, of AW and how they treated the Brody Lee situation that brought him in. He got the bug, you know. He was into it, and his creative juices started flowing. And he was in charge of a show. He got the fucking bug. And if WWE says, "All right, we'll bring you in. You'll be a part timer like Brock and Roman or whatever," and you'll do what you want to do during your time here, and 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 you will essentially have more power. Than Triple H, you think you want to step on it? I don't also, think, I don't think that's gonna happen. Him not getting more power than Triple H, that'll be so easy. You think Vince wouldn't give him more power than Triple H? Vince, <laughs> Triple H is going away. Just think about that. All right, he, Triple H is not gonna be there forever. All right, he's not in the board of uh, directors anymore. He's being ousted. You know, and if Vince wants him there, he'll bring him. And also, it's a fuck you to AW. And I think that's right up CMS. I think alley. that's why, if it and happens, that would be the only down. reason why. No, there's, all, there's power and money. You know? And he'll get a big deal from it. You know? I, I, I don't want to say it. I, no, I regardless don't. of what you want to see, but it's, that's, I feel like the, the reality of it. Like, he has the bug. This is not him quitting. He was fired. He was, this was taken away. Because of whatever reason, whether he feels he's wrong or not, um, I don't know if we really are going to hear from him um, or what the deal was when they let him go. Oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah. Get, keep in mind, he's, he's getting paid. Like the termination would cause means he's getting his money. Um, so I don't know if there's 
you know, gag orders and shit like that uh, due to the fact that it's, it's a legal issue now or possibly going to be a legal issue. Um, but, yeah, after his time is served or whatever, I can see him easily wanting go fuck AW. Here I am. And that would be a great fucking moment, at least for the first three weeks or whatever, you know? See him punk his back, does his pipe bombs and shit like that. And then he, he leaves for six months, you know? Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, if you want to add to it, Survivor Series is in Chicago this year. Yeah. Yeah. So. When is that? November? Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right. Um, let's talk about payback. Well, let's do the main event. All right. You know, as, back in the day, we used to do the NXT versus AEW show. Now, we're doing WWE. Every so often, there will be these moments where they do AEW and a WWE pay-per-view on the same weekend. And I like that. I saw a Saturday pay-per-view so much better. Yeah. Um, and so whenever they do these pay-per-views on the same weekend or collision and a pay-per-view on the same weekend, um, we'll do, we'll bring, we're bringing back the main event. So go ahead. All Let's right. Start. First up. I got to get the card. Well, I got mine. Oh, you're doing yours? Yeah, I'll do mine and you do All right, so first up, Becky Lynch defeated Trish Stratus in a steel cage match. Uh, probably the best match of Trish's career. Yeah, I, I actually love this match. It um, was great. I went four on this. This was great. Hold on one second. Keep going. Yeah, I, I love this match. You know, you know, R.I.P. to Trish's forehead. Yeah. You, she had that big welt on her forehead. Yeah, that, that was, they were trying to bleed the hard way. Um... Because they're not allowed to gig. Right. Um, so they were trying to bleed the hard way. That was what they were trying to do, and that's what happened. She got a hematoma on her fucking forehead. Uh, but guaranteed, they were going for blood. <laughs> and it didn't happen. And it didn't happen because fucking forehead is fucking hard as fuck or whatever. Yeah. But uh, Great match, though. Phenomenal. I mean, it was like I said, Trish, probably the best match of Trish's career. Yeah. It was great. I, it was... It was the one of two matches that I liked on this night for payback. The rest, I, I, that was nice. Nah, I mean, I enjoyed the whole carve. Next up, L.A. Knight, who we're watching on TV right now, when he back when he was Eli Drake, defeated the Miz. Zero difference here. <laughs> yeah, defeated the Miz. Yeah, this is a good match. The yeah. Miz is at that point in his career where he's just there to lose to other people. That's and still ever make them look good. Not in that. But yeah, but now he's. Career. Yeah, but now he's, he's been the really same there. Character for twenty years. Hey, y'all. We talked about it on the group page. Dude went from an MTV star to a pro wrestler. He's been around for twenty years. He's got to get some credit for that. Good for him. I. This was boring for me. I don't like Eli, Eli Drake or whatever he's calling like LA Knight. Yeah. Is this was boring for me? I give it two and a half. I went, garbage. I went three and a quarter. Next up, Rey Mysterio defeated Austin Theory to retain the U.S. title. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Yeah, I went three. Yeah, I don't know. Austin Theory is not it. You know, I don't know. He used to be, like, I remember before he was in WWE, we talked about him like he was the next big thing. And I don't know what the fuck happened to him. 
Um, but yeah, this was not it. Rey Mysterio, I thought was great. Um, he's de- um, Theory's definitely taking a step back. What is that? He's definitely t- regressed. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, he's just not it anymore. All right, next up. Uh, match of the year candidate, the Judgment Day defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the undisputed tag titles. Uh, definitely a match of the year candidate. This was my other match that I liked. Was, yeah, those were the only two matches I liked. Was this one and the cage match? And uh, yeah, I thought this was great. I I wouldn't put it match of the year contender. I would, uh, but I they thought won't it was win great. it. I don't think, but yeah, definitely up there. Um, it, it, yeah, it's definitely great, and I, and I did love it a lot. This one got me on my feet and shit. Um, but yeah, I, I can't put it up there. Uh, I went four and a half. I went three three and quarter. All right, next up, Rhea Ripley defeated Raquel Gonzalez to Rodriguez. I'm sorry to retain she used to be Gonzalez. I know that's why, that's why I said it. What I'm thinking, defeat the for to retain the women's world championship. I yeah, liked it. It was whatever. It wasn't wasn't that was not special. I went. It was kind of boring. Like I kind of wanted it to be more of a Rhea Ripley just destroys. Like that's what they've been doing with her. Uh, so I'm not sure what this was about. I went three and a half on this. I go three. And your main event, Seth freaking Rollins defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to retain the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this just wasn't it for me either. I didn't like it. It was boring. I, I liked the, the, the build to it, though. Like, because I watched those shows and what they were doing with Nakamura. And the idea that they even just brought the tattoo on his, that dude's back into this story. That animated thing at the beginning was awesome, too. I, I hated that shit. That was awesome. You know why? Because I, I feel like they just went with, oh, uh, he's Japanese, so we got to do a manga anime thing for him. Yeah. He's, he's Japanese. You know, like, this is... You can't just not be with the, the slight racism type thing, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, he's Japanese, and he's speaking Japanese now. So... We'll, we'll just make him um, a Japanese guy with anime and manga. I this is weird. I, I like what they were doing with him before this. You know? Like, he seemed like a threat. Like, I was like, he should win. You know what I'm saying? Like, he should win this fucking title. With the promos and shit they were doing before. You know, when he was attacking the back and he's whispering. And he's, I thought those fucking promos were awesome. When The build up to this? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and he talked about the the tattoo on Seth Rollins' back with the the Bushido code on it because you know the samurai code basically is on. Yeah, you know, I was like, that makes fucking sense. You know, like that's kind of awesome the way they just kind of built it all together because he does have that fucking tattoo on his back. You know, it was kind of awesome. He knew about his back, and, and then the match was kind of boring, and I don't know, it just wasn't it. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great main event. I gave it three. It wasn't garbage. I went three and a half. As a whole, this was a, I felt, this was a solid pay-per-view. For a payback. Like, not like a, like, almost like a B pay-per-view. It was solid. It feel special, in my point, and they made me, there were only two matches I I would talk about. Yeah. And it was that women's match in the beginning, which I thought was great, legit great. And, um, like, she doesn't, Trish has not missed a beat. No. I don't know the fuck she's taking. But um, in the tag match, I thought it was great. I thought it was fucking awesome. 
But the rest was just boring. Uh, you, you're insane. It was boring. I don't think so. There's nothing here. And one of the things they did after the cameras went off the air, Shinsuke attacked Seth Rollins. Oh, yeah, I heard about they that. They should have yeah. had... I don't know why they didn't show that. Uh, they probably... It was, they were probably... The timing was probably off, you know? Yeah. They were probably out, you know... They didn't realize that the, the cameras were off or some shit. All right, let's do all out. We went all in, now we're going all out. Let's go all out. Zero hour... First, they did the over-the-budget charity battle royale. Um, where the winner of this gets to choose a charity of their choosing to get $50,000, I think is it? Yep. Something like that. Um, Hangman won this. It was a good battle royale. I, I generally like AW's battle royale. I generally don't like battle royales in the first place. But uh, I think they, they told a lot of stories here. And Adam Page. And Adam Page is going to speak on Dynamite. Probably a good idea. So it, it does feel like, all right, we got, we're moving on from all this bullshit. Let's, let's get it. And that's what this whole show felt like to me. Is like everyone was like, on like, like, all right, we got to show out. You know? The, you know, the dark cloud is lifted. Let's fucking show them what we can do. And that's what the, the majority of this stuff felt like. Um, next up, we had... The Trios World Championship match with their claimed um, going against um, the Oddities. And the claimed had um, Dennis Rodman on their side. This was stupid, really. It really was. I, it was just some silly bullshit. Um, not my thing. And then Dennis Rodman was like all over the fucking place. You can see Billy Gunn yelling at him to get out of the ring after he did the, the guitar slot. Yeah, and, and Ref Storm didn't do anything. Or yeah, I was like, what is this, dude? Like, I, I give props to, um, what's his face? The mass Excalibur doing his best to fucking save it. He was like, oh, oh she, she sees all the stuff in the room, but she didn't see the action. So she can't call it. I'm like, nice try, buddy. But yeah, that was just dumb shit. Um, after that, the opener was the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Uh, Adam Cole versus MJF against Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Now, a lot of the build to this pay-per-view was very poor. Right, definitely. Um, a lot of reasons because of Punk, a lot of reasons because of other things too. All in, because you know, you, you know, basically they, they, they had... They had to try to build up back-to-back pay-per-views at the same time, basically. Yeah. And they, you can't do that. I mean, they were, but there were a lot of things that happened that, not just Punk, but other things that happened that changed a lot on this card as well. Um, don't get me wrong. The logistics of that is very crazy, but I think they can fucking do it. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, this was... So as I was, what I was getting into, this, this match itself was kind of, when I heard that they were the ones that, well, I watched it on Rampage, they were the ones that won the Dark Order guys. I was like, really? Um, those guys. But, um, I wish, you know, I liked them and all, but for this pay-per-view, I was, I was like, okay. And I'm sure a lot of people thought the same thing. But the match was fucking awesome. 
the Dark Order guys are fucking awesome. Alex Reynolds and um, John Silver. John Silver, I can remember. Um, Johnny Hungy. Johnny Hungy. Hell <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're fucking awesome, and I li- I'm liking this new heel Dark Order. You know, I'm not saying you're like some top tier act or anything like that, but I think I think they they were kept around for a reason, and, and they made it obvious for this show. They did great, three and three quarters uh, for the match. I went three and a half. It was fine. I went three and a half. Uh, Samoa Joe defeated Shane Taylor. Yeah. Samoa Joe, the World Television Title Championship match. Samoa Joe defends against Shane Taylor. This was fucking awesome. Um, this was built on the Ring of Honor, which no one watches other than freaks like me. Uh, Ring of Honor is a great fucking show. Uh, but they had a tournament that Shane Taylor won, which gave him the shot for this title here. Before the match starts, um, as Better Than You, Bebe, were leaving the ring, Samuel Joe came in and shoved MJ up. And if you know lore, the wrestling lore, you remember that happened during NXT to MJF. Right. You know, when he was, uh, whatever he was, over there. Um, so they they built in that, and they're doing they're going to be doing a program between MGF and um, Samoa Joe, which personally for me I hope this injects a bit of seriousness to the Better Than You Baby program. Um, I think there's only so much as far as you can go with the silliness. Um, so hopefully, like they do that with Samoa Joe. Uh, but the match itself with Shane Taylor, I thought was fucking awesome. Another three and three quarters. I'll agree with you on that. Um, and uh, it, it just fucking worked. It was awesome. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going off a, a dumb website. That's all right. TNT Championship match between Luchasaurus and Darby Allen. This was just fucking awesome. I think Luchasaurus really figured out how to be a monster now, and he's working great with that. Towards that program, the, the, like the monster style, and uh, this was violence, you know. This is just fucking violence, and uh, Luchasaurus won clean, basically. You know, you can argue that there was like interference or distraction by um, what's his name, Christian, but uh, Luchasaurus won. I liked it. It was a great match, three and three quarters. Yeah, I think I commented. I think Christian comes out looking like. The villain in a movie where the hero is a dog. Yeah, that's what he looks like to me. Now the turtleneck with the brown, with the white turtleneck with the brown. Yeah, yeah. I can't take him seriously. Some reason. Hey, he's fucking awesome. You should watch that shit. Yeah. Um, next up, we had uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro. Um, this was a hoss fight, and uh, the audience kind of took over. That was one thing. Okay, first off, real quick, a tangent here uh, about Collision. And about um, all out. Just again, we talked about you know Punk being fired, and the timing was incredible because they were in Chicago, and they had Collision in Chicago, and they had All Out in Chicago. So the the big thing in my thought was, okay, all Chicago's gonna fuck these shows up, you know? Right. That did not happen at all. Well, not at all. You can tell there were some CM Punk people there, but the CM Punk chants were booed out, you know? And I think a part of that was people just tired of them. 
Yeah. Like, they're just tired of the drama that he's bringing. Which, I mean, I, I was just so fucking surprised. Don't get me wrong. Because if you, if you see the video, there's video out there of Tony Khan uh, coming out. If you watch Collision, you see that thing where Tony Khan is talking. Yeah. Tony Khan basically came out in front of the audience and basically said the same thing, a lot of the same thing. Right. And more, of course. But um, he came out and faced the audience, and then he got booed like crazy. But towards the end, it was turned around, and they were cheering for him. They were Tony Chance. Not completely, but they were Tony Chance, you know? And because they believed in him. And he is a Chicago guy. And AEW is a Chicago promotion, you know? It started there, basically. Um, so I was surprised, you know? Like, they didn't take over the show. They didn't try to, mostly, didn't try to fuck with the show. Collision was, uh, was that. And then out, All Out was just even... That was in, if there was a category for crowd of the year, All Out was it. They were there for AEW, for the most part, you know? Whenever any group tried to do CM Punk chants, it got booed out of the room, you know? So that was surprising. And also, thank you to Chris Revacant. I think that's how you say it. Uh, he was our on-the-location reporter. Right. Yeah, he would post pictures. He was a guy on the ground. Guy on the ground. Uh, so thank you to him. Shout out. But uh, yeah, again, uh, but speaking about the audience, the Powerhouse Hobbs Miro, I felt was like a three and a half match, and the audience made it a three and three quarters match. Because it was, they, they, they started chanting meat every time they would hit each other, you know? And, uh, and, and then Powerhouse Hobbs and Miro would play to it. They heard the audience and they changed whatever they had planned and just play to the, the audience chance, you know? Uh, but yeah, it was a f- crazy hoss fight. It was awesome. That fucking spine buster from the top rope was fucking awesome. And uh, uh, Meryl won with the camel clutch gimmick he does. And, um, and then uh, see, uh, I guess uh, they try to do like a handshake gimmick where they, they have respect for each other, but then Hobbs attacked uh, from behind, was being a shit, and then CJ Perry, formerly FKA, Lana. His, um, who says, um, Miro's wife. His hot and flexible wife, uh, which, which was on the Tron. Yeah. When she came out, hot and flexible. Came out and saved them with the chair. And then Miro picked up the chair and whacked Hobbs right on the fucking head with the chair. And, um, and then was like, you don't exist. You don't, you don't exist or some shit like that. Because that's the story they were telling. With Nero and Hobbs, or with Nero particularly, where he's renouncing his old ways. Like, he's, he says he doesn't have a wife anymore. He doesn't have his God anymore, his book anymore. And then now his wife. So that's going to be some silly story where she's going to keep trying to get him back or something. Right? I'm not there for that. The Hoss fights, I'm there for. But the, the story with CJ Lana, CJ Perry, whatever the fuck. They didn't even name her. They didn't say her name at all. No. So we'll see what they call her. Or I wouldn't even know if she's part of the company. She might, might be there for one night. Exactly. Yeah, possibly. I went um, three and a quarter on it, by the way. Yeah, three. I went three and three quarters. It was, it was a lot of fun. I fucking loved it. All right. Um, sorry, this fucking website. Winner submission mirror. Then we had 
uh, Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Um, yeah, I love Ruby Soho. I thought she was great here. Uh, I thought this was a great TBS championship match. Uh, another three and three quarters. Fucking fun. And then uh, they told more of the story between Tony, Con- Tony, Tony Storm um, slowly moving away from the outcast. Uh, because she kind of took away the, the green spray thing and all. And, and which helped uh, Chris Stanley to win. Um, so that was good. What'd you give that? Uh, three and a half. Winner by Finfall, Chris Statlander. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I, I, the no disqualification strap match between Brian Danielson and Ricky Starks. I, five smart stars. I don't know. It was, it was, every part of this was fucking awesome. Every part was fucking awesome. And the only thing I wish was that this was the program I wish initially. This was supposed to be punk. Right. And I just can't believe how awesome this would have all been if this was a culmination of a big program between him and Danielson. Um, but this match was just beautiful. Beautiful fucking violence. And... and and it was fucking awesome and also uh, surprising because you didn't I didn't expect him to be 100% yet you know Dennis and I don't think he is he kind of said that in the interview after the match after the show you know when he was asked about his arm and he broke kayfabe and he said I'm going to break character for a second here and uh, a lot of this match was carried by Ricky Starks he, he just basically went in to put in put over Ricky Starks, saying like, people don't. He basically said people don't like my physicality. A lot of people don't like it when I get really physical in the ring, you know. But he says when he likes wrestlers, and he saw Ricky Starks as a wrestler that he likes, and he gets to wrestle them. This is the first time they ever wrestled. He will test them physically, you know, and see how far they can go, and. And he put over Ricky Starks as someone that he went the limit. And he carried me throughout this match. And he even said, like, if you watch the match, I never really used my right arm. Or whatever arm it is that he broke. You know? And that's, you don't notice that, you know, outright. Because of Ricky Starks and the match they fucking programmed here. And this was, this was beautiful. I loved it. Um, what you gave it? I went four. Four? Yeah. Why'd you hate it? <laughs> <laughs> um... That was fucking awesome. The the Brian Danison won that. Yeah, he won it by fucking pulling. So that was also a great way to win. Like he didn't win by tapping out. He won because he got he, he, he got knocked out. Um, he choked out. He choked him out. Choked out yeah, Ricky Stark. But he he was um, passed out. He passed right. out. He didn't tap out. Um. So which is great. He shouldn't tap or anything like that. You know he he. He lost because he, he just was at his limit, you know. He, this is one of those losses that puts you up. This was great. Uh, next, we had uh, Eddie Kingston and Katsuyori Shibata uh, versus Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. Uh, uh, great fucking match. Uh, four on this. And um, 
My only problem was that this had to come after the fucking strap match. Because uh, the audience was like, they didn't know how to react to this match. Uh, but this was basically the type of match that I expected from these four. And uh, it was awesome. A lot of it played to the inevitable Ring of Honor match that uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Eddie Kingston are going to have for that title. Um, but yeah, this was great. I gave it four. All right, three and a half. Wheeler, oh yeah, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta won that match. Uh, okay, and then we had Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshita. Uh, oh, I touched my mic. Sorry. Um, this was another awesome match. Uh, uh, Konosuke Takeshita won this match. Basically clean. Uh, yeah. Essentially clean. You can say essentially clean because if you look, you know, like Don Callis brought out the screwdriver to stab... Um, Kenny, but then ended up stabbing the, the ring and the screwdriver stayed in it. And then Kenny sees that. He warns the ref, if you watch, he warns the referee, like, yo, he knew that Kanosuke was going to use the screwdriver, so he warns the ref. So he gets Kanosuke up, Kanosuke grabs the, the screwdriver, is about to use it. The ref, who's now been clued in, sees the screwdriver, grabs the screwdriver. This is all delaying Kenny from doing the one-ring angel, which allowed Konosuke to get out of it. So while Kenny kind of sort of had the upper hand for a second there, it cost them the match still. So I kind of like how they did that. And then uh, Konosuke won. Um, uh, beautiful fucking match. Four and a half. Easy. I went four. I enjoyed it. Um... Uh, Konosuke won. And then we had FTR and the Young Bucks versus Bullet Club Gold. Uh, wasn't expecting much from this. Uh, but it ended up being fucking awesome. It was another four and a half for me. Um, the, the story is the, the Bucks, who just lost FTR, and the Bucks didn't give them the handshake at all in. And then at Collision, they were going to go for a handshake again, but Bullet Club Gold interrupted. So they still having giving each other the respect. So they're not 100% on the same page here, all Bullet Club Gold was. And so FTR and the Bucks lost. So that's going to build into another program which you need to, at some point. I don't know if they're going to go right into it, but at some point they will. And this is going to be a part of it. Um, yeah, I thought they were great. I thought this, you know, speaking about all the wrestlers felt like a cloud was lifting, particularly for the Bucks. I, I felt like the Bucks really outperformed themselves here, you know? Like, it felt like they knew, all right, we don't got to deal with this shit anymore, you know? And, and they, they came out, and they, they really fucking performed. That, that was awesome. Um, what did I say? Four and a half? Four and a half. Yeah, I'll go four. And then uh, next, uh, hold on. Bullet Club, Bullet Club Gold won that. Um... And then we had the main event, and which I skipped. Why did you skip? I that? don't because I don't like Moxley. He oh does nothing for me. You know what's funny? This he didn't bleed in this one. Huh? He didn't bleed in this one. 
I know, yeah. I saw that. Atrocity blood in this one. No, nah, this is another five for me. This was fucking awesome. I have, I do not, I am um, not a fan of Moxley at all. Yeah. But uh, this was, yeah, this was five. This was awesome. Uh, Orange, they told a great fucking story with Orange Cassidy, you know, being the, the international champion. Um, and basically, uh, the, probably the greatest championship run of, you know, modern wrestling, right? You know, of anyone. You know, like, he's had all his title defenses have been great fucking matches. You know? Good to fucking great. And they told that story where he was breaking down, breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. Even to when he came into the ring and he had to throw the title into the ring and he couldn't pick up the bag all the way. He had to just, like, slide it into the ring. And then when he took the title out of his bag, you could tell it was like it was heavy. The title kept getting heavier and heavier. I thought that was great fucking storytelling. And um, and it was the match. And then, of course, and he said, you know, I'll step up to anyone. And unfortunately, the, the person that stepped up to him was the one person that's not going to give him any mercy um, to his ailments. And it was Moxley. And they, they put on a fucking great fucking match here, man. Orange Cassidy did um and yeah it's just fucking beautiful and um yeah so now john moxley is the international championship title holder uh which i thought was great i thought that was a great idea to put it on moxley um because i feel cassidy put some respect on that title with his reign a up-and-comer shouldn't beat cassidy i think up-and-comer should beat moxley like Yuda. Yuda should beat Moxie for that title at some point. You know? Moxie putting that title as an upper tier title, which is what that title is now. It's an upper tier title. You know? It's what the TNT title used to be. Now it's this. The international title is number 1B to the AW title. You know? So, yeah. This was fucking awesome. Oh, show was fucking awesome. This was a one of the best pay-per-views ever. Ever. Of all wrestling. You know? And uh Yeah, fucking loved it. This all is right. great. Cool. Alright. I if if I recall correctly, if I go back in the recording, you gave this show more four stars than you did payback. I ain't I mean you gave this show all out more stars, snarks, whatever the fuck you call it. Um, let's go with turnbuckles. Um, <laughs> you know what? No, I like Smarks better. Smarks? I enjoyed, look, I enjoyed the pay-per-view. I just didn't, I'm not going to rate it as high as you are. I'm not going to say. But you did. As, it's not you did as, it, it's you not rated a, it higher than payback. When going into. I was, wait, I, I, I will say this. Right, say, which one did you like better? Which one I will like? say this, though. I mean, the matches on All Out, I, some of the matches were better, but as a whole, I enjoyed Payback more. That, that just, just on the cage match and the tag match at Payback was better. Just those, those two, two were better than everything on All Out. Well, that, I know that tag match definitely was. Better than anything on All Out? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. All right. That's your opinion. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm right though. <laughs> no, you're not. The pin, you can't be right. You're just I'm jerk. curious. I'm curious. Let's go to cage match. I just want to check something. Cage match. How do you spell match? <laughs> cage match. Payback is what it's called, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, cage match. 20. Cage match gave it a 7.35. Let's look out. We're all out. Just want to know the census here. Okay, so 7.35 for payback. All out cage match. All out 2023, 9.45. Okay. Same. Just same. All right. Just Whatever. Down. This felt like a like a brush of fresh air for AEW. Like they knew that they had to come out and, and perform and go out. This is the new chapter for them now. And they have to keep this going, you know? I fear for Collision's uniqueness now. Yeah, because of the whole CM Punk situation, there was this slight, you know, brand split, right? The soft brand split, yeah. you said? That they said immediately that that's not going to happen anymore. Like, there is no no brand split, soft or otherwise. I, I kind of like the brand split being soft, where you knew you were going to get certain core people on this show, certain core people on the other show. Right. You know? So, that you know, I'm curious. And, and with a roster as big as AEW's roster, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, there should be a soft transfer. Hopefully. Hopefully what they mean is no one's banned from this show. So if we need stars like Kenny Omega and the Bucks to go there, they'll go there. But you'll have your core people here. You know? Hopefully that's what it means. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, that's the show. All right. Uh, oh, one more thing. Next week, Friday and Saturday, oh, yeah. we'll be doing spoiler threads for Victory Road and <clears throat> no Impact 1000 spoiler threads because we're going to be there and it's taped. We don't want to spoil it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there will be an Impact Victory Road spoiler thread. We'll be, we will be your man on the, men on the ground. Yeah. We're, we're going to be there live. First row, if you're watching it, you might see us. Yeah. And night two, which is Impact 1000, we are second row. I want to front row both nights. I couldn't get front row both nights. That's right. But, um, yeah, it should be fun. We're going to take lots of pictures. On Saturday, they're doing a meet and greet. We've got a lot of the talent. Yeah. We definitely got to get in on that. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. County Center, I'm, I'm hoping that they come back to the County Center again after this. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's a good crowd. You know? And it's a good crowd. They, they'll come back for it. And the iron. The funny part about this is my first Impact show ever. Our first Impact show ever was at the County Center. Yeah, a live show. Yeah, and we're going right back there. Yeah. It's gonna be a good time. Right, it's gonna be a lot so, of fun. I think it's gonna be a lot of surprises and shit. Well, I know Impact One Thousand. They have a lot of people showing up. Bobby Roode and um, Beer Money. Oh, America's Most Wanted is gonna yeah. be there. Probably. No, I think Beer Money is gonna be there. Beer, yeah, beer money. Yeah, no, beer, America's most wanted. And beer money. And both. Yeah. Bobby, is not gonna be there. He's, yes, he is. Bobby Roode. I think so. Yeah. He's WWE. He's not gonna be there. I think he's gonna be there. Oh, so. They lend people out to Impact. They've done it before. They may have Mickey James at the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble. They're gonna have him come for this thing. 
I don't think so. I I saw Bobby Roode. I, I saw Beer Money. I think it's the other guy. I think it's America's Most Wanted. No, but it's, I saw and, um, James Storm. I don't think Bobby Roode's gonna be there. I I saw Beer Money. You know what I love about Impact? Um, this will be our last tangent before we call this. Um, whenever something big happens in the big two companies now, AEW or WWE, like like Christian Cage got injected into the the Sting match at All In, right? All right. The moment Christian Cage came out, their YouTube and their Twitter had videos of, oh, this is the first time Christian Cage met, fought Sting, blah, 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 right? Or Mike Santana came back for, um, oh, what pay-per-view he came back for? I forgot. I don't remember. But anyway, he came back for that pay-per-view and, and made a surprise thing. And immediately they had, oh, LAX versus Lucha Brothers. Uh, watch it here. It happened first on Impact. Blah, blah, blah. They don't mention AEW or WWE or anything like that, but they'll, they always, like, within seconds of, like, Christian Cage coming out, they had videos up of Christian Cage fighting Sting for the first time or LAX fighting um, the Lucha Brothers or some shit like that. They always do it, and they'll do stuff like that with WWE and shit like that, too, if they have, like, a WWE Impact person. I thought that... I don't know. It's good fucking social I, um, media. I think, I, think, I think you are right. I think it was, it was America's Most Wanted. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't mind seeing Bobby Roode show up. That'd be fun, but I don't know. He's not. But, um, you know, everybody wants to, you know, Impact's been around for 20 years. They had a huge influence on the pro wrestling world. They produce a lot of talent. And a lot of producers for WWE now are former Impact guys. Yeah. Petey Williams signed, like, a lot of them now. Yeah. So, and Abyss, especially, Impact had a huge influence on wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah, they created AJ Styles. Yeah. They created a lot of talent. They, they, they were trendsetters. Nobody thought they would last this long. I mean, it's surprising that but, they lasted this long. But they went to many ownership changes, too. Yeah. I, I'm sure it helped. And now they seem to be on the right path. And now those reports came out that they're going to up their production. Yeah. Hopefully that means bigger arenas. Like bigger places to record. Yeah. I have nothing. I mean, Impact probably one of my favorite promotions right now. Yeah. I've I've always enjoyed them. Yeah. Let's wrap this bad boy up because I have to go to bed. I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> I have to be at work early, so I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, re- record next week. Yeah. I doubt it because you're gonna be hanging out with us for two days. I doubt it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Top guys out. Sweet. <laughs>